Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of The Voyages, Sweet Media's original series, animated series, and Kelvin Timeline podcast. I am just one of your hosts today, uh, Chris Hill, and with me, as always, pretty much, is Mike Burse and Allie Black. How are you guys doing today? Great, thank you. Doing great. All right. Well, it's that time again. We're going to head back into the writer's room and uh, try to break a pilot for our, our show here. Have we decided on a name? for what we're going to call this show. Oh, I didn't actually think about that. (laughs) Neither did I. (laughs) All right. Well, we can go Star Trek Stonewall. Um, Yeah, then we can never blow up the ship, though. (laughs) (laughs) Say, yeah. Try to think of any other good ones that we could use. The essence of wisdom. As I look over my shoulder at my books. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm doing right now, too. Well, maybe something will come to us as we're talking it through. You know, it might come to us after we get into the episode a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, that that could work. Could be stuff like Star Trek, oh crap. <laughs> Ooh, I kind of like that one. <laughs> Is this an animated series? <laughs> well, I mean, to get all the the people that we want, it would ha- kind of have to be. But you know, <laughs> Star Trek Jazz. Ooh, <laughs> kind of stuck on uh, lower decks with Riker. Yeah, in the key of jazz. <laughs> oh, the jazz. I say we could also call it Star Trek Saladin and sort of maybe turn it into a bit of an anthology, but that'd be, might be a little too much. Well, since it was a pilot, my focus when I was coming up with some ideas was kind of more on, you know, character introduction. Usually the first few episodes, you kind of get to know people and what they're doing and, and their names and their, a little bit of their idiosyncrasies or their mysteries. Yeah, I think that was the strength of um, specifically the Enterprise pilot is they did kind of touch on each character and give them a minute or two introduction. Yeah. And weaved it into the story pretty well. So what were you thinking for an opening scene, Allie? Well, since you asked. (laughs) um, Sorry, I have a bit of a frog in my throat. Uh, I have kind of a vision of uh, the science officer, Lieutenant Commander um luthiana she's the female kelpian she kind of detects an anomaly of some kind on an asteroid hidden within an asteroid field Uh, they could be readings of an unknown origin distress call or something preferably that maybe they haven't encountered before maybe they're trying to decipher a transmission or figure out that this particular asteroid is a little bit different than the rest of them so there's something hidden in there um so on her way to the bridge she 
runs into Lieutenant Torok, the human Vulcan cyborg. Tells him about her findings, but he seems kind of distracted. Could just be his day, we're not sure yet. But what she doesn't see is his optical implant briefly kind of flashing or fuzzing or something. Um, and he's aware of it, but he kind of dismisses it as maybe needing to rest and, and do a diagnostic. Um, you know, he's been working double time with that new panel shielding. It's been terrible. Um, <clears throat> so they enter the bridge together and they see the crew and they see a new addition. It's Lieutenant Sorda Brog, the new Bolian counselor on board. Introductions are made. Noticeably a longer look from Sorda to Torak, because I think she senses something is off, but doesn't want to say much at this point. So Luthiana goes over her findings with the captain and the bridge crew, and they decide what to do from there. Head over, check it out. Okay. Um, how about the thing with with the particular asteroid? Um, it's it's emitting sort of sort of like a distress a distress call, but from we'll say the uh, the NX O four discovery. Okay. Maybe it's the Defiant. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to that well. <laughs> yeah, and I had in my mind with um, with uh, Com Officer Margaret Alexander that she would um, get asked to translate something or or explain what the transmission was and she would freeze up. Oh. Um, and have her anxiety really come forward and she'd just like start sweating, get all red. And it would take her a good long minute and the captain would get, like the first officer would have to go over and, and do it for her in that moment. Mm-hmm. I think later on the episode, I was thinking about a scene with, uh, with Margaret and Satra just counseling where she's talking about why she froze up and how she doesn't want it to affect her her standing and all that. Yeah, yeah, let's let, let let's put a pin on that and and uh bring it up later on in the episode with with that that last bit. I like the panic attack on the bridge though. That's a Yeah. And and as soon as the um, well let let yeah let's <clears throat> let's narrow down exactly who's who's going to be helping out Madge here. Uh, would, would it be the first officer or the captain? I think it'd be the fr- yeah. I would think it would be the first officer. Okay. Yeah, first officer is probably standing near the captain and would just stride over and take care of it. Okay. See, so, yeah, and then then after after it's taken care of, you say that that'll lead us into our our uh, opening credits or do you think we can draw this scene out a little bit more? Well, no, I think that would be good. I don't know if you could draw, like, do you want to draw out a prolonged panic attack or the dramatics over it with her going off the bridge? Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just kind of, kind of thinking, you know, maybe, maybe kind of, you know, pan over to a couple other people on the bridge, maybe that don't really know Madge as well, kind of doing whispers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you pan over to um, Efrix at Helm and Nav, and it's maybe Chezov, the engineer, would be on the bridge, and maybe they 
kind of exchange a, a look or something. Yeah, like what the heck's going on here? Okay. So how how do you want our uh, opening credits to to work out? Well, should we do an enterprise twist on it with an actual song rather than just um, just melodies like they do with Voyager and every other series? I was going to say we have to have a song with words. Yeah, just to piss people off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Starman. <laughs> Iron Man, did you say? Starman. No, Starman. Oh. Starman. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> Got a little Black Sabbath and Star Trek. <laughs> or Space Oddity. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna. I, I was. I was thinking. I was thinking Space Oddity. I think that'd be kind of neat. The good old Canadian version. <laughs> I, I don't think I've heard the Canadian version. You haven't heard Chris Hadfield? Oh, we should put the Chris Hadfield version on there. Well, I mean, yeah, because, you know, uh, Russell Watson wasn't the first one to sing uh, Faith of the Heart, so. Yeah. It's really grown on me, that Faith of the Heart song, as I get more into Enterprise. I loved it from the start. Yeah. All right, now for, for imagery, um, do we want to have more more space-type scenes, kind of like uh, kind of like the uh, the other ones? Yeah, yeah, we could do that. I like that. Okay. Like the ship kind of just flying around and having Space Oddity play. Or instead of just the one ship flying around, like how they did in Enterprise when they showed the like from the from the old old boat all the way up to mm-hmm. the ship, we could do maybe something with the uh, old Enterprise all the way up to even Discovery. Or just like I'm just thinking of like a montage of the ships rather than uh, the NX01, um, the the Franklin, the Kelvin, then uh, trying trying to go kind of go in order of when they came out or like you know, but yeah, uh, the Kelvin, the it would have it would be the the 1701, then the Shenzo and Discovery, and then. Then we see our mm-hmm. ship. Yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of neat. So that way, you know, kind of, kind of establishes, hey, you know, this is something, you know, Federation. So that way, you know, we're not getting getting a, a House of Batleth. Can you tell I'm on an Enterprise kick lately? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Enterprise, good. Yes, I like. The more I watch it, the more I love it. Where where are you exactly on that one? I I actually just watch whatever episodes are on every Friday. Okay. And my husband's been watching it too. I think we're actually going to sit down and watch from season one, episode one, all the way through. Uh, all, all the way through to 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 the end. Season, f- well, well, yeah, the end being being terrified. Yes. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> oh, good. There was no barking. Yeah. Just enjoy, my dear. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> For those that can't see me, uh, I just had something delivered to the door and I have a, a dog who likes to bark. So, All right. So uh, cu- coming coming out of the uh, the opening credits, um, I was thinking kind of kind of show a little bit of the mess hall. OK, yeah. Let's see here. Try to try to remember the size of our ship. Our ship is probably closer in size to to the 
NX01 than than the Discovery, so it'd probably be a little little bit more cramped, I would think, and not as space spacious as as they mm-hmm. have it. Yeah, I think the only person we haven't seen yet is the Lieutenant Commander Charlie Matthews. So I wonder if in the what we could do there is um, Margaret could have gone down to the mess hall after her mix up there and she runs into Charlie. So that gets him in and introduced. So so then we'll go uh, transgender from from female to male then, because I, I don't think we'd we'd established which way they had they had transitioned. No, I don't think we've done that yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think that works. What kind of what kind of discussion should we we have have these two have? Well, they need to talk about her performance on the bridge and where that's going to lead her in the future. And I wonder if we make maybe we make Charlie not as understanding about it. Okay, so so a little more, a little more on the the, the 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 gruffer side of things. Yeah, a little more on the gruff side of things. Um, maybe more of like the just suck it up and and do it next time or something. You're like that. a bridge officer. Suck it up. Yeah, that kind of thing. Because he's more senior medical officer, so he's probably seen more. He's a little bit more jaded. I, I think we should have should have. Uh... Margaret kind of be like, well, I I would really like to talk to somebody. At that point, we get the exacerbated, well, just talk to this new counselor Starfleet put put upon us. See if that helps. That sort sort of sort of just like that. Yeah, because at that point, counselors are kind of like a pilot program, so that would be a good way for that to kind of come out. Mm-hmm. Just go talk to this new fancy counselor. She'll listen to you. Your troubles. I don't have time for them. That kind of thing. Now, now, shall we pull out? Damn it! I'm a physician, not a psychiatrist. <laughs> I think we have to. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should do it almost backwards. Just saying, damn it! I'm a physician, not a psychiatrist. Rather than I'm not a or the other way. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not a physician. I'm. A, I'm. Yeah. Or no, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm yeah, a physician. just a little twist on it. Okay. <laughs> That's a good idea. It's having my own panic attack there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think from there you could probably cut back to the the bridge and maybe we peel back more of the what this signal is from the asteroid. Yeah, and, and the reason why it needs to be decoded is because the, the signature says it's from from the NX04, but it's coming in 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 a different language that nobody's come across. Do you want it? Now, having said that, do we want it from an asteroid cluster or do we want it from a nebula? Does it matter? I think the asteroid's kind of interesting. Yeah, because, yeah, with the asteroid, we could we could pull out the, the EV suits and they could go for a spacewalk. Or the belts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, spacewalks are well, fun. What we'll do, what we'll do is, is they will have the belts, but they'll have the EV suit on. So the EV suit's the main protection, the belt's the backup. <laughs> Fair enough. Even better. So for, for this away mission onto the asteroid, figure Torak will be there. 
just in case anything funky. Um, Madge will, or yeah, Margaret will get called up to to go, but be apprehensive about it. Yeah, I think maybe with with Margaret, maybe it's like Torok. Um, it's supposed to be Torok, Margaret. We'll say Thielen. Yeah. But Margaret, um, like turns it down, says she's not feeling well. Okay. Should they take Luthiana as she's the science officer? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Maybe they take her. Yeah, have her go go instead. And then we get to see some more Kelpian. Yeah. Once the uh, <clears throat> the away team's been decided, I say at that point we'll go ahead and kind of cut to uh, Margaret and Sotra discussing the, the, the freeze-up. Yeah. That would be a nice cutscene. Yeah, I think they could... Like Margaret could basically talk about how she's feels like she's broken. Like, why should this happen to me? I'm Starfleet officer. We can kind of kind of make this, you know, sort of like the whole mystery. Of the first first couple of episodes, what what caused her to be like this when we first see her? You know, yeah. going in that that mystery uh, vein, maybe for a few episodes um, for Counselor Sotra. Maybe we could keep her character hidden a little bit where she's just the understanding counselor. And then after so many episodes, when we come up with some different story arcs, she can either turn into something really awesome or something really evil or just something that we weren't expecting. So almost like every time, specifically in the scene with Margaret, it would be shot from Sotra looking at Margaret, but you wouldn't really... Yeah. You wouldn't see Sotra necessarily. We, well, we could see her, but we just don't know a lot about her. Yeah. You know, maybe we could get some suspicious looks from her. That could mean nothing, but it could be something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so do we want to go ahead and start revealing a little bit of of the the backstory for for the anxiety attacks and stuff? Like, you know, go go with the whole, it, it all started back, back, back at this point type of thing. Yeah, because if she's talking to Sotra Brog about it, Sotra's going to have to know her backstory. Okay. Yeah, she could go back to, kind of all started in like grade school for, if she had to do um, any kind of a, a presentation, maybe she has a story about how she passed out. In front of her class. Oh, now I, now I have visions of Tilly, little redheaded Tilly, getting pushed around and bullied. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let, let's not make it grade school. Let's say, like, high school freshman year at the academy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because that's so she could have passed out in front of her class in freshman year. But but she doesn't explain why she passed out. Just yeah, that she, she did. Just that she did. Yeah, because normally if you're you're just getting started with with a counselor type, it it takes a little bit to actually peel back all the layers, to to get to to the to the root of the problem. So I figure, yeah, I should just mention, you know, like you know, I did really well in in you know high school, but then you know freshman year at the academy, 
was all set for this presentation, knew I was going to nail it, and then I just passed out as I was getting ready to present it type of thing. Well, maybe it's even Sautre brings it up instead of her. Okay. Yeah. It's Margaret. Yeah. yeah, I think Margaret, we play her like she doesn't understand where this is coming from. So it might be the first piece of Sautre kind of peeling back the layers for her. Do you think Margaret was forced to join Starfleet? Like, because it was the thing to do, maybe? Because her parents and her grandparents were part of... I mean, maybe not her grandparents, given the timeline, but maybe they were explorers in their own right. Um, you know, maybe her parents wanted her to enlist. Maybe she was a problem child. I don't know. That would be something to explore, even. Maybe her parents were, like, clean-cut Starfleet officers, but at home it wasn't so clean-cut. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I like that. I mean, because you know, at, the, at this point, we're not the the evolved twenty fourth century humans. We're we're the the <laughs> mostly evolved twenty third century. Type. How pedestrian! How <laughs> <Ew>, pedestrian! <laughs> I think over time, we Sautra can start peeling back the layers and finding out, and maybe there's a bigger issue that eventually, and we're getting way ahead of ourselves that her parents are involved in something bad for the Federation, and this all kind of ties back into that. Section I was 31. just going to say, Section 31. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> and then she helps them take care of that problem, and it helps her with some of her anxiety as well. So I think that's probably an interesting place to go with it over the course of a season. That would be really, uh, that would be a great story arc. Yeah. Good job. I can say we get our, get our little... Uh, couch session in there and at this point now are we gonna beam over to the asteroid or are they gonna take a shuttle oh i think they should take a shuttle i think that'd be more fun i'm i'm always gonna vote for shuttle okay yeah it could be a scene where um captain assault's on the bridge and she's talking to Thalen over the comm the shuttle and it's just more of like a be careful we'll go find out what's going on and maybe they have kind of a fun exchange between the two of them. Thielen's like, well, I, I, I didn't know that the Falcons had had these expressions of, of you know, carefulness. Yeah, something like that. Just to twist the knife a little bit <clears throat> and let us all look a little bit irritated about it. Mm-hmm. But with just a simple raised eyebrow. Raised eyebrow with the sarcastic live long and prosper maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> have we talked about um um ensign efrix yet she's the female denomulan no all she had so far was just that kind of look with uh the engineer when margaret had her issue well she could always come up in a later episode too yeah yeah but you know at least you know we, we kind of kind of show her there we know she's there yeah, maybe this could be a, a two-part where she's got to where she's got to take a couple other people in another shuttle to go get them. I don't know. Well, maybe in this scene where the Captain's talking to Thalen when they do their little back and forth, kind of pans over to Efrix and she's looking like, "What the heck's going on?" <laughs> or, or she just gets the 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 big Denoblian smile just kind of because <laughs> it amuses her. Even better, I like that. It's too bad this is. No, no, it's not too bad. Okay, I take that back. It's, it's, uh, it would have been funny should this have taken place after Voyager. She could have had a picture of Ensign Harry Kim as she's an ensign. (laughs) 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 
he's my hero. <laughs> can make you related to Harry Kim. No, yeah. I want to be just word. like him, <laughs> except I want to get promoted. Yep. <laughs> so they're in the shuttle and they're heading over. Do we want anything weird to happen in the shuttle on the way over? Or do we want them to get over there okay? Let's have them get over there okay. Wait for our, our surprises there on the asteroid. Maybe they have a little disturbance, like just a little turbulence, but they can brush that off to a passing asteroid or something. See, I was almost thinking that on their way over, something attaches itself to the nacelle, oh, blows up okay. one of the nacelles, oh, okay. and they crash land on the asteroid. Will they have communication with the stone wall, or will they be cut off? I say we cut them off. Yeah, let's let's just cut them off. <laughs> now, now, what what kind of uh, naming convention should we do with our our shuttles? What did the discovery or what did the Shen, uh, Shenzhou shuttle? Except, I can't talk tonight. I'm sorry. Do we ever see a Shenzhou shuttle? I don't. I don't think. I don't think we saw one from the Shenzhou. It, it was in the short trek um, when Giorgio comes in. Uh, they've they've. They've retconned that, actually. Oh, did they? Okay. Because I think yeah. it just had a basic number, 1031, or it just had this, the Senjo on it. So I can't remember. So the original Enterprise was like Galileo. They had mo- mostly scientists that, that the audience would be familiar with. The, the Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> the Trump. The Trump shuttle got blown up. No, no. <laughs> Transporting to the surface for you and for you. <laughs> I say, I say, if if we if we if we did go with what you just said, Mike, it would have to be orange. That's all I have. That's oh. the final request. <laughs> Why don't we name them after like? Uh, so the stone walls all about like that name came from gay rights. Mm-hmm. So what if we had the shuttles be something to do with like uh, strong female historical figures? Like, maybe we say Michelle Obama actually became president one day. That could be one of them. Um, it could be the USS Curry. Like, after Marie Curry. Or well, well, the, the, it would ah, just Mary be the, 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 the shuttlecraft Curry. Yeah. Um, I like that one. I would say we could, we could also do... Uh, the the uh, Boudica. Uh, <laughs> Nobody would know who that is, though. Uh, we could do the Tubman. Yeah, we could do the Tubman. I wonder when they crash land, they realize that the NX-04 isn't actually there. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's sort of what I, was, what I was thinking with, you know, the different, I mean, the sa- same signature, but different, different language thing. So there was a female um, queen in the Palmyrene Empire in Syria. Her name was Zenobia. And um, she challenged the authority of the Roman Empire in the 3rd century, conquered Egypt, Anatolia, Lebanon and Roman Judea until finally being defeated by the Roman Emperor. But that, I like the name Zenobia. I think that's really good. I like that a lot. We've got four so far, then. We could also have the uh, Susan B. Anthony. Yeah. We could call it the Ark after Joan of Arc. Quick, get back to the Ark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I think, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think six shuttles will work. Yeah. So. I don't know. We've got a full complement. Like 30 by the time we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well if they decide to create one then, then then we'll have to come up with another one you know because you know delta flyer i mean don't get me wrong i mean it's voyager and they were in the delta quadrant but 
I think they could have come up with a better name. No, <laughs> I loved the Delta Flyer. <gasps> it should have been like the Chevelle or something. Tom was all into old cars. <laughs> well, if he's going to name it the Chevelle, it'd have to be a Chevelle SS. So There you go. Well, of course. So they've crash landed. They don't have communications. They realize that it's not the NX-04. Now, should it be something that we're completely unfamiliar with? Yes. I Like in Voyager, when they had species 8-4-something-something, um, eight four seven. Yes, thank you. They came You're out welcome. of <laughs> they came out of fluidic space, and that was something I hadn't heard of before. Um, so maybe we could have something, some weird type of spatial distortion where they live in, or I'm not sure, or not. <laughs> I'm thinking thinking of how how we can how we can get that worked in, because um, maybe they somehow intercepted uh, transmission from the NX and were trying to use that to lure someone just like the Stonewall over. Let's see here. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of what we could have the the shuttle or beacon or whatever that they're trying to find look like. It would, I think it would look almost like um, like a little beacon, I think, and it would be flashing and they uh, completely foreign, like nothing that Starfleet would have. Right now, I'm imagining in my head a Dalek. <laughs> so that's all I can see. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, thinking, uh, like the top kind of be like, like Nomad, but the bottom be like the tape recorder from the Valiant mm-hmm. from from where no man's gone before. So kind of a mishmash of that. Mm-hmm. I could I could dig that. Where they're not sure if it can actually fly, but it is em- emitting a beacon. Yeah. Or signal. Yeah. Is the the sh- or the shuttle going to be completely disabled or I think the shuttle's completely disabled. Okay. So who who should we have get the axe then <laughs> of our six? <laughs> I think that one that you came up with, uh, Allie, that ancient, the old warrior, Roman times, that would be a, a fitting one. So this probe or whatever they're finding is actually something that will eventually be revealed that Section 31 was involved with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it kind of like starts that. that whole thread throughout let's say, the first season. Now, is everybody in the landing party going to know about Section 31? Maybe only one person on the ship knows about Section 31, and it's Brock. Yeah. That, that'll, that'll, be the, that'll be the twist that we, we come up with later yes. on. Yes! Oh, perfect. Yes. Yeah, because then when she's helping Margaret, she can start piecing things together and realizing that Section 31 was involved with her parents. Yada, yada, yada. Getting ahead of us, but... Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but it's a good setup for the story arcs. Yeah, I think it's really good. Ties it in. Yeah, and and at at the point where where uh, where the shuttle crash lands on the asteroid, we can kind of go back to the ship, and that's when Brog gets gets a message and has to cut the uh, the session short because it's Section Thirty One trying to get in contact with her. 
And that's where the mystery of Sotrabrog starts. Yeah, it could just be that her comm panel or something, her call display per se, shows section 31 on it. <laughs> or some weird code. Yeah, if this was, if this was, was, was the original series, it'd, it'd be, you know, section 31. Yeah, it could could even just be some random number with 31 on the end of it, just to make it... Or or in the middle. Or in the middle, yeah. A 31 yeah. somewhere in it, but it's just a random group of numbers. Commander Luciana is, is probably thinking, what are these 30... What is this 31? What does this mean? Why is it here? Yeah, and, and let, let's have the, the, the code number be 6831247. Okay, I better write this down. <laughs> It's like crap. Who's writing this down? I just realized it wasn't typing. I just I just wrote down those 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 uh, seven numbers. So <laughs> yeah. So it would. They crash landed. It goes back to there. Brog's got to cut the session short. Her comm display shows a code on it. And we and we see what the code is. And we cut back to. Luciana looking at whatever this probe is, and that code is on there as well. And then cut to commercial. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Let's have, let's have, uh, have not, not, not the full code. Kind of like burnt off or something. Yeah, kind of like burner scraped off. Um, for the, for the, the code on, on the beacon, let's, let's just have the, the, the one, two, four, seven showing yeah that's good and and uh luthiana not being able to tell if it if it would be a three or an eight before that but the other two numbers are completely scraped okay. off well maybe what she finds when she's scanning it is that it's generating some sort of field that's opening like a, a micro wormhole or micro black hole or something yeah, that would be interesting. That would be a good yeah. twist too. What's coming through the wormhole? It's it's not going to be sentient synthetic alien tentacles. N- no, so <laughs> we're we're going to stay away from that. Well, oh, damn man. it! <laughs> <laughs> You're no fun. Unless unless it's going to be space Cthulhu. <laughs> that would actually be pretty cool. <laughs> so maybe well, she's she's scanning that and she's explaining to Thalen and. Um, who was with them again? Charlie? Or no, Torok. No, um, she's explaining to Torok and Thalen. She's got this scan, yada yada yada. It's a wormhole or black hole or something. And there's something. And and she's also she's also scanned the, the, the beacon and it is it is something, you know, that, that is rare within the Federation, but somewhat commonly used. It has components of Federation technology. Yeah. But there's also things in it that she can't even identify some technology she's never seen or heard of. Maybe that sets her to work on that probe, trying to stop it or destroy it in some techno babble kind of way. And back on the ship, it could cut back to the captain and um, maybe the the engineer starts reading some kind of a buildup of energy within the asteroid, and they've lost communications. 
now now do we want to have the that energy kind of you know pulsating towards the stone wall and causing mayhem there too or just within the asteroid at the moment i think it should cause a little bit of mayhem because then we can see a little bit more of um, lieutenant commander chesoff yeah some something about it's he's got a the shields are draining or something yeah fry some circuits in in in, in the turbo lift area make make it something you know that's that's you know inconvenient but not dangerous yeah yeah and then something that Efrix has got to adjust their their heading or or something to keep them within range of the asteroid yeah and then, so maybe at this point margaret comes back up and the captain's trying asking her to hail the shuttle and she can't get anything. The captain's like, are you sure you can't get anything? Do you know what you're doing over there? And no, it's out of communication. Yeah, and yeah, let, let, I, I guess say, I was thinking of, you know, kind of really torturing her at this point and being like, oh, I forgot to hit this switch. <laughs> uh, yeah, we could do that. That's a good idea. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. So first time, yeah, I forgot to hit the switch. And then second time, no, no, really, it's... Out of communication. Yeah, it's, it's it, yeah, really radio silence. So, well, and maybe instead of sending another shuttle back for them, we go all Kelvin style, and they have to. Luthiana has to find a way to destroy or shut down this probe, but there is a some kind of a blast involved with it, so they've all in their EV suits have to launch off the asteroid <laughs> back to the. Stonewall. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Grab onto it on the way yeah. by. It could have some kind of protective shielding around it where it prevents itself from being destroyed or provides some kind of shock or some kind of painful procedure when you're trying to disable it. Maybe instead of blowing it up, it gets it sucks itself back into this wormhole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's 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 do it that way that that way it kind of you know, kind of saves the the mystery for for later on of exactly what's going on. Sucks it back in this wormhole, so they have no idea where it's gone to. But they've got to get out of there because now whatever was around it is going to blow up. Airball is also going to get sucked into the. Oh yeah, they're going to get sucked in, so they've got to get out of there fast. So that's where they could do their whole jump from the asteroid to the ship. Yes. Yeah. Blow our special effects budget. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a pilot. They, they they give us a little bit more. Yeah, so. we we gotta hook. <laughs> Might as well use we it. We gotta hook the watchers. So they get back to the ship. Captain meets them, whatever airlock they get into. Um, they head down to sick bay with them. So Matthews is back in the picture, and it's kind of like ending the episode on a whole. What did you see? We don't know. It went back to wherever it came from. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my gosh, now I just have visions of Chekhov going, they put bugs in our ears. <laughs> <laughs> Made us do terrible things. Terrible. Oh, I can't do a Russian accent. <laughs> That's okay. It, 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 it's hard to get Chekhov's specific Russian accent. So <laughs> Now for... for... I can say yeah. We'll 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 call this you know the 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 end of of part one. Mm-hmm. 
what should we we title our 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 pilot episode here? The anomalous something. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> the Stonewall anomaly. Kind of want it to be something about your past coming back to get you, or or something about something within taking over. Uh. I don't want to use rubber band, but I want to want to kind of use something along those lines to kind of convey kind of a little bit telegraph what's going to happen. Boomerang effect. Oh, that, there yeah, you go. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, Mike. I'll Boomerang be here all week too. Part one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that works well. I don't think there's another boomerang effect in Star Trek universe. So no. But I think we have a really good premise for our first episode. It sets up some story arcs. It provides mystery to some of the characters that you want to get to know more. And we get a general premise of who's who on the ship. I was thinking that maybe our very last scene should be like a Satris sitting in front of a screen where you see her pull up that code. Mm -hmm. And then you cut to her face and you can see like the blue light on her face and she's reading something. And that's like the, the hook. Yeah, that's a that's a good ending. Yeah, that'll work. Now for for closing, do we also want to be be like Enterprise and have the more you know melodic classical type ending? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, now I got, I gotta get that song and put together a little credit sequence. <laughs> a lot of fun with that. You'll get from there to here. Yeah. But no, I, I like I said, I think we have a really good uh, premise for the pilot of the show. I would be interested in watching it. I think it would hook me, especially the ending scene. That would really get me going because who is so Trebarak? Um, but I like the concept of them crashing their shuttle on an asteroid and finding something that is a complete mystery. Yeah, and, and not really much to show for it except for some tricorder readings. Yep, and I, I like that they're going. we're going to explore the anxiety issues Mm -hmm. because I think that's going to be very relatable for people. Good too, that it kind of ties in with this whole mystery and and we'll see where we go with that. But I think that would be very interesting. So Satra, maybe Satra is not actually a bad person, but she's somehow involved and she knows things about Margaret's family that Margaret doesn't know. And yeah, I think it's, there's a lot there that you can kind of un- unwind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a TV show. You got to screw with somebody every season. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At, <laughs> least, at least one person. Mm-hmm. The Voyages, a Star Trek original animated Galvin Timeline podcast is hosted and produced by Ali Black, Chris Hill, and Mike Burse, and is part of the Holosuite Media Podcast Network. To keep up to date on all the news and updates from the Voyages, be sure to follow the Voyages pod on Twitter and Facebook. You can find Allie Black on Twitter at Enzo McCallan with two C's and two L's, Chris Hill on Twitter at the Chris Hill, and Mike Versus on Twitter at MikeVerse6. To join the Holosuite Media Community Discussion Group, simply type the Nexus into the Facebook search bar and we'll see you there. Thank you for listening. Live long and prosper.
This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. As proud as I am of my disco children for all they have accomplished this episode, I would just like to say, this is why seatbelts are important, and please, I beg of you to find some in this new future. They have learned nothing. I know. I know, Belinda, and I know how important this is to you, and I, someday someone's going to listen to you. Well, it's it's context, I think, they consider with the, the inertial dampeners and everything. Loading Hollowsuite Preview Program for... The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. Before that timepiece stopped working. Mm-hmm, that really because ugly, he saw it in the shop window. That really ugly timepiece. When I first watched it, I thought, okay, yes, this is a clock that maybe somebody puts on their desk or mm-hmm. on a wall somewhere. But later we see somebody pull the same thing out of their pocket. Do they not have watches? <laughs> yeah. Oh, It's like one of those like huge clunky mobile phones that all they ever did was like, cool people it's like nope this is just a big clock for my pocket it's something that flavor Flav should be wearing around his neck it's that big and obnoxious is that a clock in your pocket or are you just happy to see me <laughs> oh no no it's it's just a clock it's most definitely a clock <laughs> loading hollow sweet preview program for what the future holds a star trek discovery podcast well, here's here's the thing, though, okay? This is very prescient because right. this presents us with a future where people are isolated and disconnected. Yep. This was written and filmed before, before. the pandemic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, Brandy. This is the, this is, this is, I mean, I, this is the universe saying we need this art mm-hmm. in this world right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.